Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jennifer. We've been married for 14 years. And we have five young children. We started blogging over 10 years ago, sharing our marriage story in hopes of encouraging other husbands and wives to draw closer to God and closer to each other. We have authored over 10 books together, including our newest book, Marriage After God, the book that inspired us to start this podcast. Marriage After God is a message to remind all of us that God designed marriage with a purpose. To reflect His love. To be a light in this world. To work together as a team. Using what He has given us. To build His kingdom. Our hope is to encourage you along your marriage journey. As you boldly chase after God together. This is Marriage After God. Welcome back. We're in Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. Uh, we have a, a fun topic for you today, a light one, uh, and we think you're going to enjoy it. We're excited to share it with you all, um, and hopefully it inspires you in your relationship with God and your spouse. Yeah, before we jump into it, uh, which we'll do shortly, some of my closest girlfriends were praying recently for the men in our life, husbands, Thank you. fathers, you're welcome. <laughs> um, just, just you know, really wanting to lift up our, our men who are leading out our families. Um, also bearing the weight of care for everything that's been going on mm -hmm. in our nation, in our world. Um, because, you know, just by nature, they're protectors, providers, it's on their mind and we care about them. And so as they consider everything that's going on and how it will impact the family um, and how they navigate it with us, we just felt concerned to bring them before the Lord and, and pray for them. And I just love that we had the opportunity to do that. Um, but with that, I wanted to also say, Aaron and I want to recognize that there's just a lot going on right now. And I mean, we're only a few weeks into 2021 and it's already <laughs> been historical. And I'm not talking about just the memes. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> that funny. The memes are pretty oh, historical. Man. Aaron was just sharing some with me. And hysterical. No. Anyways, um, this is serious. I gotta just just this first part's kind of serious. Um, because, you know, Aaron and I, just like you guys, we get to navigate what's going on in the world around us and respond to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but because we also have an online presence and this platform of a podcast, we wrestle with questions like Hey, are we going to address that thing that happened? Do people mm -hmm. want to hear our opinions? Does God want us to speak to that issue? And it's just, I know for me personally, it's a lot, um, but we do, we do wrestle. Yeah. It's often. not something that we just pretend isn't going on. 
Um, but I think we, um, I think what we've landed on is that the most important message is that of Jesus Christ and drawing people back to the word of God. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason that I wanted to share this is just so you guys know our hearts is that we are navigating and wrestling those things and you don't see all of those things happening. And so I thought it'd be nice just to address it and let you know that we are watching. We are praying. We know that there's husband and wives out there who are impacted by some of the current events that are happening, whether it be political or a natural disaster or any sort of crisis. We know that those things are happening. Um, However, like Aaron just mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna stick to the things that God has purposed in front of us and mm-hmm. um, the the stories and the experiences and the things that we can speak to in His truth to encourage you because that's what we created this podcast for is to encourage you guys. Um, well, and I would reiterate that we firmly believe that the Word of God, that uh, walking with the Lord is the response to whatever is going on. Mm -hmm. We talk about it in the platform of marriage Mm -hmm. um, in that aspect of life, but it's not like, um, you know, your job and politics and your marriage and your parenting and your friends and your church are all separate things and boxes that Mm -hmm. get dealt with differently. We, we deal with it all the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that we have all the answers, but what, what it does mean is we know who does mm-hmm. and we know who to run to. And we know what the word of God says. Uh, the Bible is, is, uh, is the eternal word, word of God. It's living and active, sharper mm-hmm. than any two-edged sword, cutting through to the bone and marrow. Uh, it, it discerns the hearts of men. It, so that's what our mission is. Um, like you said, last episode, Jennifer is our ministry is to the church. Um, mm-hmm. now we have ministries outside of that as well, but our main one pretty much for our whole marriage and life has been to ministering to believers. And so in these times, um, we're not the ones equipped to bring up political commentary. We're, we're trying to equip, be equipped to bring up what the word of God says mm-hmm. and encourage you in that. Now being a marriage podcast and knowing that Aaron and I, we struggle and navigate some of these things, we can speak to really quickly and encourage those who are watching the news or experiencing mm-hmm. these things happening and unfolding. So can we quickly just dive in for maybe a minute or two? Um, how, you know, how can a husband and wife process process and navigate yeah. these things as a couple? Well, what we could do, what our flesh probably wants to do is get anxious um, break down, uh, feel overwhelmed. These are the natural responses mm-hmm. to things that are out of our control or confusion. Um, yeah, yeah. Or confusion or anger even. Um, but you know what? The Bible addresses all of those things. And I think, um, what we can do one thing is we can share the things that we're coming across mm-hmm. and that are giving us anxieties. Mm-hmm. Like if I come, if I'm reading the news and something just strikes a chord in my heart and I can't let it go. I can't like, it's just sitting with me. Mm-hmm. I can bring that to you and say, Hey, I've, I've really been thinking mm-hmm. about this. It's kind of consuming my mind. Can you pray walk, for you, pray for me or, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, help explain it to me or whatever, you know, I need in that moment. And that's what we're supposed to do is bear each other's burdens. Yeah. So communicating about it, not just holding it in, not just saying, if I bring that up, it's going to cause something or, you know, or I can't talk about that, but like going to your spouse, mm-hmm. going to your church, just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with something about this thing that I saw or this thing that I heard or what's going on in the world. Another thing that you can do that we do is commit to praying for the things that you see and hear. Don't just scroll past it. Don't let it become, Mm -hmm. don't, don't let your heart become desensitized to it. 
which is a good encouragement for me because, um, I mean, I haven't had social media on my phone for a little bit, but when I did, I would, I would see something going on in the world and then I'd be like, Oh, that's horrible. And then I'd scroll right past it. Mm. Um, but stopping and saying, I'm going to like, I can't be there. I can't like physically help, but I can pray. Mm -hmm. And I know that I know a God that can help and has a plan for this. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, something that would be really helpful probably for the entire world (laughs) is to take breaks away from consuming the news. Uh, right. Yeah. (laughs) I would say even in today's era of the way the internet works is even taking a break from actively engaging. If you're one of those people that leaves comments and, and dives in right away, like hit the pause button, you know, Mm -hmm. be slow to speak, be slow to, uh, dive into those things until you've wrestled and processed with God, with your husband, with your, your family, you know, and get your heart right. Yeah. I just speaking about this idea of taking a break. I was speaking to someone from compassion international, um, which by the way, you should check them out if you haven't. And he was just sharing how every year his, him and his wife take a turn, take turns going for a couple days, three days, I think to be off all technology. That's cool. Little hiatus. Not everyone can go away, but we could do that at home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hey, let's put this stuff away for a few days. Let's, I think the goal is balance. It's balance, and, yeah. And speaking of balance, you know, it's even in regard to God's word. Are you consuming outside resources and for and information more than you're consuming the word of God? That's that's convicting to me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is yes. Well, we need to bring some balance. I need to then. switch that around, yeah. Um, another one is don't let current events polarize you in your marriage. Mm. So when it does come time to talk about it, don't allow that thing to be the source of contention between you and your spouse. You've got to remain unified. Yeah. Don't, don't let it cause division. As the Lord says, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a house cannot stand that is divided. Right. But you if know. the foundation is the word of God, then Run to it. you'll be able to yeah. move forward from there. And, uh, there's a word that, uh, believers should remember is we're, we're to endure mm-hmm. as, as, um, as Paul tells Timothy as a good soldier. Well, things are going yeah. to happen. There's going to be yeah. more news. There's going to be more historical, uh, events unfolding before us. Yeah. Especially if you know anything about, uh, the Bible and what it tells about coming at the, yeah, the end and <laughs> what, what the Lord, the Lord's return. Um, and I want to end on some scripture. Uh, this is a, I read this today and I thought it was incredibly powerful. And when you say end, you mean end this section so we can jump end into this fun topic. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten into the good part yet. Uh, but this is really good. This is Isaiah chapter 35. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the, in the haunt of, a jack, of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. 
No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Hmm. This was written thousands of years before Jesus came, and Jesus was the answer of this. Hmm. He is the way that we walk on. He's the highway that shall be there, called the way of holiness. The early church, before they were called Christians, were called the way, <laughs> because they followed Jesus. So be encouraged by that. Man, that was really good, Aaron. Thank you for sharing that. And I just feel like I have to meditate on that this week and and really just let it my heart absorb it. Um, okay, we're going to move on. Uh, Aaron and I would love to encourage you guys to uh, leave a star rating review for this podcast if it has impacted you. Um, if you have time, you can even leave a written review. These are so impactful. Not only do they help people find the Marriage After God podcast because of algorithms and the way that um, you know every social media and all mm-hmm. these platforms work, but it also really encourages us. And today we wanted to share some of those encouragements that you've left for others to find. Yeah, this one uh, is by user, um, I think it's agib90. Uh, you all are one of my favorites. Love Aaron, Aaron, Aaron and Jennifer and all the materials they put out, whether they're daily emails, Instagram posts, one of their amazing books, or an awesome podcast. They are an excellent source of God's knowledge for your marriage or or for life. So glad you're all back. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, that was encouraging. Um, there was another one, and these are recent ones, so I just want to thank you for everyone that's taken her call to action and going and leaving a review. <laughs> So this one was a five-star by Jones K10. This podcast is beneficial, encouraging, and practical. Aaron and Jennifer honestly share their story and wisdom with men and women. I love how the couple speaks to each other and their listeners. They don't hide behind the messiness of life. They tell it how it is and give practical advice to apply to your life. This podcast is a wonderful way to start each morning on a positive, encouraging note. Nice. Thank you so so much. so encouraging. Yeah. Our messiness is encouraging to people. I love it. (laughs) So we just want to thank everyone for keep sharing these episodes. Um, it really blesses us, and it, I think it gets a lot more people to hear about the show. And one last note before we move on to the topic is uh, we want you to be one of the 114,000 people that have joined our, joined our free prayer challenge. It's 31 days, and we send you an email every day with a topic for you to pray over your spouse. You can choose either the husband route or the wife route, whoever you're praying for. And it's completely free. Just go to marriageprayerchallenge.com, marriageprayerchallenge.com. And would you just join this uh, massive growing movement of marriages that are praying for their spouses? All right, you guys. Did any of you see The Christmas Star? The movie? Um, (laughs) It was in the headlines for a while in December, uh, but I heard about it. It's the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. Oh, you're talking about the awesome space event. Yes. And uh, it was one that I asked Aaron to go chase after. <laughs> so we jumped in the car and we drove south and we we were driving and Aaron goes, I think that might be it. And we saw something bright in the sky for like 30 seconds and then cloud well, coverage. We were, we were chasing the clouds because we're driving down. I'm like, I, it said it was supposed to be in the like lo- lower region. lower horizon. And I'm yeah. thinking like, you mean the lower horizon where all the clouds are at? I know, it's crazy. Right? We're like in the one place in the world that's not going to be able to see this today. <laughs> And we literally had to pull over because we saw it and we're like, there it is. And it was like 30 seconds. And then it disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> if that <laughs> it was, was even it. <laughs> I think it was. But we didn't, we must have missed it because the two, they were like right next to each other. They weren't mm-hmm. like one thing. I don't know. It was pretty cool. 
Um, probably with a telescope would have been more amazing. I saw oh, pictures yeah, online that sure. were way more incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny when you bring this up. I feel like we've, we've chased a lot of like celestial we have <laughs> we have we've, we've spent a lot of time looking up i think erin um but it's that's why i brought it up because i love that time with you when we're like just standing side by side looking up i i don't know I, it's so fun usually quiet yeah well, yeah um i there was this other time where uh we we went we drove to another place very close to our house i think it was like 10 minutes away and we yeah, were this was a couple years we were ago, trying right? to watch the super blood moon rise and oh, there's yeah. going to be a certain time where it was going to be the biggest. And so we were just sitting there waiting for it. That was a cool one. That was cool. Because that one looked massive. It was yeah. a super, yeah, it was huge. And we wa watched it rise over the hills. In the, it was so cool. So, yeah, that was a, and then that was a fun one. There was another time where um, my brother texted me and said, hey, at this time, I think it was like 9.38 p.m., uh, Starlink is going to fly over the house. You got to run outside and look at it. So if you I, don't know what Starlink is, it's like hundreds of satellites all in a line. They look like a belt. I think it was 400. By, um, I think Tesla. Yeah. And we were let us stand there. We're like, how do we know we're going to see it? Yeah, we how ran we, out there. We don't see it. And Listen, then all of a sudden we just. It's cold. It's dark. Yeah. We're in our pajamas. I don't even know if we had shoes on. but well, And then all of a sudden we just saw, we saw one little light moving. We're like, oh, it looks like a satellite. Okay. And then another one. And then another one. And it went for like 20 minutes. Yeah. It just kept going. We kind of had, we had kinks in our neck from staring <laughs> up and just sitting out there and then. Um, that was actually pretty incredible also with how in sync they were. They were perfectly aligned and just moving at the same speed. But they looked like stars. But they looked like stars moving through the sky, big old belt of stars. But they were satellites. That was a fun one. It was super cool. So anyways, we we just wanted to open up this There was topic. another one Which that one? you didn't write down. Which one? The the super eclipse that we oh, saw. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that was really awesome. Yeah. Was that 2017? That was... Um, I don't know. I think when that was, was 2017, the Great American Eclipse. That's what it was. It, it, it literally today. landed like we were in the our region is was the most visible. It was like mm -hmm. right above Madras, but whatever. It was close and it looked awesome. That was pretty remarkable. Yeah, because I got video of it and you can see the burning ring around the moon. Not just that, the but sun. the eeriness of like the whole town just going gray, like dark. And then the, bir the birds so stopped chirping all at the same time. Like they thought it was creepy. nighttime. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen lots of morning thing or uh, sky things. Yeah. Hmm. But my, but, but my point in sharing all of this is that I love standing side by side, doing something with you and, um, getting to interact with you in that way mm -hmm. and just being present. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, but even more specific, this idea of, um, delighting in one another. Yeah. And, and when I think of the word delight and, and like enjoying something, I think of these times with you. Yeah. Among a lot of other times in our marriage, but. I just want to read this scripture that reminds me about these ideas of us okay. looking up and just looking at God's creation. In Romans 1.20, it says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so that they are without excuse. Mm. When we look up, like, you can't deny the creator. I was just telling Elliot the other day. Our son. Yeah, our son. I know you it was, know that. It I'm was just snowing. Them know who are listening. <laughs> it was snowing, and we were driving through it, and they were talking about all the how it looked and everything. It looks like you're going through a portal with yeah. the snow flying by you. So I said, you know, Elliot, you, there's more galaxies in the in the universe than there are snow. Is snow falling right now? And just saying that statement blew my mind because I was thinking. I think his jaw dropped too. Yeah, and then I said, and God knows all of the names of the stars within those galaxies. Mm. He named them all. It's just incredible that his his infinite nature 
is perceived e- easily, his mm-hmm. invisible attributes, the things that you can't see of God, you can see clearly in nature. Yeah. And when we talk about this idea of delighting in, in each other and in the Lord today, um, I, I, I think I love doing these things with you, Aaron. And it's, and we're going to get into some examples later too, of how to delight in your children. And sometimes that's, um, it's doing something and yeah. being out in nature is such a big part of it because it's like doing all three at once with our family. Cause I'm delighting in you. I'm delighting in our children and I'm delighting in the Lord by recognizing the things that right. he has Enjoying created. his creation. Yeah. And yeah. talking about it and being fascinated by it and having wonders, you know, surrounding us. Mm-hmm. So, oh, now it makes me want to just go look up at the sky with you. <laughs> yeah. The first thing I, I think about when I hear the word delight, um, is actually the opposite of it, which I, th- I believe would be not, not necessarily like being against something, but I feel like it's more like just existing with something mm. like gray. Like I think of the color gray, like there's no color. It's not beautiful. So like, I would imagine just existing with you and we we're doing our thing and there's no joy. I'm not excited or happy. No color, no color. But I feel like delight is having my eyes open and seeing you Mm-hmm. seeing my kids sit like you were talking about last episode, the, um, being grateful for Edith playing with your hair, like, and just stopping in. Oh, I said and, daughter, but I meant Olive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Olive. I, th- I thought you were talking about Edith because Edith okay. does that too. Yeah. And so, so delight is, is an intentional f- focusing on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, Oh, like, look at, look at you. Look at what we're, look at this. Mm-hmm. And instead of just existing next to you mm-hmm. and just kind of, moving forward mm-hmm. and there's it's no like connection a, there's no depth there's no appre- color it's like an appreciation mm-hmm. a, re- a recognition and acknowledgement and a longing for a desire like i want it yeah i like this yeah. things that i delight in i want <laughs> yeah so i uh i always love to look up definitions even if you kind of know what a word means i like i like the definition so uh to what does it mean to delight to please someone greatly to take great pleasure in mm. To give someone great pleasure or satisfaction. Uh, delight is a verb. So it's an action word, uh, which I like. Oh, doing something. Doing something, yeah. And um, and I also went to the thesaurus, which some of the other words gave it a little bit more color, which mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it, indulgently. So I, I want more. Yeah. Yeah, give me lots of Give me all my of family. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Attractive, agreeable, and jovial, like friendly, enjoyable. Mm. You know, I just like those, those words. I like being able to understand the scope of what it means to delight in. So. Well, and all those words also give, um, more, uh, ways of looking at this. Yeah. So. Oh, and serendipitous was one of them, which is more like a happening, like by chance, this is just happening right, right. now. Like let's go get in the car and go look for the Christmas star. <laughs> yeah. It was like serendipitous. That was, was very like, serendipitous. And us. it could have been a, it could have been a, um, a tedious thing. It could have been like, mm-hmm. no, we have other things to do. I could have been irritated and frustrated, which mm-hmm. I've done in the past because I'm sometimes a Grinch, <laughs> but, um, we didn't, we just, it was a, it was a fun thing. Okay. So we're going to kind of break this down into three sections, delighting in the Lord first, delighting in your spouse, and then a brief section on delighting with your kids, delighting yeah. in your kids. Um, so Aaron, why don't you kick us off with the first one? So I'm going to read uh, Psalm 37 verse four, and it says this, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay. So do you want to explain that? Well, on face value, it sounds like, and many people have taken this and it could mean this also, that like, if I delight myself in the Lord, then the desires I have in my heart, he's going to give me. But here's the thing. When you delight yourself in the Lord, what's actually happening? Right. What, what do your desires become? Right. 
Right. Because if you're delighting yourself in the Lord, if you're, if you're attracted to him, if you're agreeable, if you're agreeable with to him, him <laughs> if you're f- friendly with him, if mm-hmm. you're following him, wanting more of him, I think our desires will start to align a lot yeah. more with his than yeah. just what, you know, our flesh wants. The way I read this is he will give you the desires of your heart. So when we delight ourselves in the Lord, the desires we have will be given to us by him. So he'll give us a desire for his son. He'll give us a desire Mm. for loving each other. He'll give us a desire to serve. He'll give us a desire to be generous, a desire to um, long for more of him, to long for more of his word. So rather than I just have these desires existing in me and then boom, he gives me those desires. I'm sitting here smiling because I... Well, I've never heard it that way before, and it's not in our notes. And so I'm wondering where you came up with that. <laughs> and and when you first... This is how I've always I know, but it. also when you reread it, you said, I hear it this way. It sounded exactly the same as how you read it the first time, so I was really confused until you started <laughs> explaining it. But that's really beautiful. He will give you the desires. As in, it's almost like you've got this empty bowl, and you bring it before the Lord, and you're just delighting in Him, looking up at Him like mm-hmm. a, you know a child, and He fills your hands. Right. And, and of course there's desires in me, right. Mm -hmm. That he's, he can fulfill. Right. Mm -hmm. But the Bible tells us that if we pray in his will, we have what we pray for. Mm. Right. So the, the, it's not that, you know, I desire a Lamborghini, right. It's an easy one to just blow out of the (laughs) picture. Right. And God's going to be like, Oh, you desire it. Here Mm -hmm. you go. Uh, no, he, I believe that when we delight in him, when we love him, when we serve him, when we follow him, chase him, want more of him, not that, not just that our desires become his desires. He gives us our desires. Yeah. The ones that we have now are from him, mm-hmm. for him, to I, him. I kind of wish that this verse was just had a period at the end of delight yourself in the Lord, because that in itself is so beautiful mm-hmm. and enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's word is perfect and we don't need to add or subtract to it. So we take the full verse for what it is, but... Remember, we talked about delighting being a verb and it's an action. And mm-hmm. so this is a call for us to delight ourselves in the Lord. Like that's really, that's a, that's a right. good thing for the Christian to do. The, the other thing I think about is, like I said, God doesn't just want us to believe him and exist with him. Like, okay, great. You believe my son, you got my word, you want to be a Christian, you want to follow me, cool. No joy. End of story. End of story. No. He wants us to delight. Okay, I have to him. admit this. <laughs> I love uh, all the little, tre- I call them treasures, that I find in God's word. Or when I'm you know, trying to research something that's in his word and I'm using other resources. But I call them treasures because I feel like it opens up my understanding of who God is and, and, and what he's doing. And I find it so fascinating. It makes me think of an archaeologist, how they, you know, and I tell Elliot, I tell all my kids this analogy because I think it's so wonderful, but you know, someone who's digging out in the desert and they come across an old uh, community or village and they're finding all these pieces that are proof, like a a vase or a coin or, you know, whatever that, that proves that life existed in that area from a certain time period. And to them, they've got this little toothbrush in their hand and they're trying not to break whatever's underneath. And they're uncovering mm-hmm. this artifact. Like that's how I feel about delighting in the Lord, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to his word. 
I don't, I just no, that's, that's a, I think that's a good point. Cause, um, um, it makes me think of the show bread in the, in the temple. Mm-hmm. It was 12 fresh loaves of bread and they would stay fresh until they were consumed. Even if it was a week, that was, it was like a miracle that would stay fresh, but there was 12 loaves of them. Right. And they had to be the the priests had to eat all of it. They couldn't eat, leave any of it behind. They had to eat every single bit of it. And it's like this picture of. I feel like I would be really good at that job. Um, eating because <laughs> Jesus says, "I'm I'm the bread of life." I like right. Me. And then uh, Jesus says to the to the devil, he says, "Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that mm-hmm. proceeds out of the mouth of God." Mm-hmm. Like we live on that bread. We we want to consume all of it. Mm-hmm. And and that's what that's another thing we're delighting in the Lord. Oh, and also if you think about it, that bread probably was delicious. Yeah. Like warm, gooey bread, you know, delicious bread Mm -hmm. and uh, tastes delicious. And that's what the Lord's word is. Mm -hmm. Um, So on that idea in Psalm 1, starting verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. I love that verse. Yeah, God's law, God's word, the the law of spirit, the law of truth. Uh, we we delight in it, and ha- and it benefits us because yeah. I love this picture. You know, being a tree planted by, by streams of water, like you have everything that you would mm-hmm. need to be fruitful, to prosper, to to do what you were supposed to do, to do what you you were created to do, and so, uh, yeah. So I have a question for you. And this may not be, this may be um, rhetorical. Maybe everyone knows the answer, but maybe someone listening doesn't. Can you delight in the Lord and not delight in his word? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for everyone else to chime in. Jeez. Um, I think it's, I think, I think you can delight in the Lord. I mean, just, just based off of the one scripture that we read earlier from, from Romans 120. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked about being out in nature and seeing his creation. I think that there's times that you can delight in the Lord. Apart from his word. Apart from his word. But can you delight in him and not delight in his word? Well, I, I would like add to word, that by like saying that you would... I don't like his word. No, I don't love his no, word. No, you I would have want... to delight in his word because it says that that Jesus is the word. Mm-hmm. And you brought up the showbread and how Jesus it. is yeah. the bread of life. So I don't think we can separate our love of the Lord, our delight in him from loving and delighting in his word. Mm. I think, so if we want to delight in the Lord, we must also delight in his words, what he says, what he speaks, what he's written down for us. Um, and that's how we get to know him. Yeah. It's, I just put some practical things here mm-hmm. for delighting in the Lord. And that's the first one is just getting in his word, Nailed reading it, <laughs> being, well, that's how we're encouraged yeah. as Christians in our faith. Um, and I also put the word explore it. And, you know, I mentioned earlier about getting into a word study or looking up the the Hebrew or the Greek or, you know, the root word or whatever is going to help you define and understand and uncover the meaning of. Yeah. The word, not that we need anything extra because God's word is perfect, but all of those extra resources do help, in my opinion, to bring clarity and just treasure. Yeah. Use those cross references in your Bible. Those are, those have been yeah. a huge blessing to us. When you find out how a verse is connected to another verse, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Another way practically to delight in the Lord is through praise and worship. 
Yep. Uh, just singing songs of joy and scripture and uh, doing it with other people also. That How often do we just have worship music playing in the background? Yeah, if you guys need to know like some good go-to, Shane and Shane is uh, so good. I love Shane and Shane. Yeah. Are there other ones that you want to share? Um, I've, I've been really enjoying Red Rocks worship. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just singing to the Lord. Uh, talking and discussing his uh, the scriptures with others, whether it be mm-hmm. your spouse or another family member or friend, uh, sometimes just uh, sharing the things that you're learning about can be a huge encouragement to our faith. But it's also delighting in the Lord because you're sharing a, you're sharing something you're learning about the someone you love. Sharing about uh, what God's doing in your life, how He's blessed you, how He's taught you, how He's led you, um, protected you. Those kinds of things. Those bring glory to God. They bolster your heart. They actually um, bolster the person listening. Mm-hmm. Um, that testi- those testimonies is, is, is adoration. Another thing is uh, being impacted by his great design of creation. And we kind of talked about that when we were talking about stargazing, but this is another reason why I just love gardening, the gardening season, because you're out there and you've got the warm sunshine on your back and you're pulling those weeds. And then you, you look down and see a huge red strawberry and you're just like amazed that this yeah. thing looks so perfect. And then your kid comes up and snatches it and takes a big bite and <laughs> that juice running down their face. And, and then they offer you the other half and you taste it. And it's just like so tasty. You get to delight in the things that God has created. And I'd say uh, your gardening, you've had some really awesome revelations through it mm-hmm. with your own relationship with God. Yeah, especially about pruning. <laughs> yeah, pruning and weeds and yeah. uh, growth and all awesome things to, to be able to put our hands in the soil mm-hmm. and think of God. <laughs> Another really random one is, um, I know Aaron, you already brought up worship, but something that I love to do is um, I've been rocking babies for a while rocking babies to sleep a little while like eight years straight <laughs> and on nights that it just seems a little bit harder and I'm you know it's dark and I I'm holding this upset baby and they're starting to calm down I'll start singing spontaneous prayers or saying spontaneous things for my adoration for God and I love those times they're so memorable to me as a mother to be able to hold a child and relate your heart as the child to God, your father, mm-hmm. I, it, it makes my whole heart just melt and surrender before him. So there's infinitely more to say, I would imagine, about delighting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just encourage our listeners to, to dig in and just figure out what it means in their, in their life to delight in the Lord, delight in his salvation, in his works, in where he's led them, what he's done for them. Um, but what what are some thoughts on delighting in our spouse? Because they're probably similar but different, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we just spent a couple of days at the coast for a few days, and I love it because we live inland now, so we don't get to the coast very often. When we lived in California, it was a much shorter drive, so yeah, I remember... we can get there in like fifty minutes with the traffic, and yeah, thirty minutes with no traffic. So now it's like once or twice a year we get to the coast, and it always makes a huge impact on my heart. You know, standing before the ocean is just mm. reminds you how small you are. But it becomes a really great backdrop for those moments of just being together, um, delighting in you, Aaron, and participating in life together. I don't know. I just we also that. we always love little adventures. Yeah, no agenda. You probably have heard an almost if if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, we do a lot of adventures. <laughs> um, we just like being with the family. Yeah, going for walks, going to the going to the coast, mm-hmm. and so being together, doing those different things. Um, we work from home, so we're, we're in the home a lot. Yeah. 
So being out of the home is fun. Yeah, one of the other examples I put down here is just uh, we do this little hike at Sawyer Park where it's along the riverbed and our kids love to throw rocks in it. And just spending that time, I don't know if, if... if I talked over you when you were talking, but I use the word no agenda. And mm-hmm. I I love those moments because it gives me time to see you and see our children um, in God's light. And and watch me kick my re- foot through the ice into the icy water and yeah, have a soaking funny. wet foot. <laughs> Which just happened recently. <laughs> um, I posted on my Instagram a few weeks ago a picture of, I think it was from Christmas Day actually, um, you were climbing on the rocks with the kids. Yeah, that was that day. It was a really cool picture. (laughs) And I remember just standing. The reason I took the picture is because I was just standing there and looking at you guys and just being so grateful for you. Mm. And even though you weren't right there next to me, I, I just, I was delighting in you. You were, you were, uh, I was enjoying it. Enjoying from a distance. (laughs) Um, I remember another time where before we had kids, we ran up to, um, the back hill on my mom's house because it kind of overlooked our town. And I remember, the sky was just blown up with color, orange, pink, purple, blue, bright on one side, super dark on another because the storm, mm-hmm. there was a storm rolling in and we just sat there and kind of did a 360 slowly, <laughs> like just looking at all of it, just amazed by it. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, other times, uh, of us just delighting in each other is we have these hammock swings. Um, they're like, you sit in them. They're not a, it's not a lay down hammock. It's a sitting hammock. Been a big hit. We love them. They're better than regular hammocks, I think. but we can just sit and we're, we're like swinging back and forth, sometimes in tandem, sometimes opposites. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just talking with each other, watching our kids play in the backyard. Um, more so in the summer right now, it's a little cold and I have the hammock swings put away, but, uh, sitting and just being present with each other, um, talking about whatever. Whatever's going on in life, good things, bad things, the, the children, uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh, thinking of ideas. One of the things that we probably talk about the most is just whimsical dream ideas that we have. Like, <laughs> like starting a donut shop. Oh, or, or inventing a silent podcast chair. You just, you just, you're like, we should do that. We should invent a silent. We'll make it so it doesn't, you know, we, we, we have these little dream talks about things that will most likely never happen, but they're fun to talk about. <laughs> So another way that we uh, we delight in each other, which every couple listening should be delighting in each other in this way, is um, tickle fights. No, that's not what I was going to say. Is being intimate with each that other. That is the next note. <laughs> tickle fights. It's physical. Yeah, being it might phys- start with a tickle fight. Yeah, being physical <laughs> with each other, and and here's the warning: is when you're not delighting in each other physically, um, it affects everything. It affects everything. Yes. It really does. So So we challenge you to physically delight in each other. <laughs> I know we use the words. This is the PG version. Yeah. I know we use the words um, being spontaneous or doing spontaneous things together. Um, but but even if it's scheduled, like date night, our date nights are scheduled. That's delighting in each other. I love, especially now we that look we're. We look forward to it. We look forward to it because we have a house full of kids who are very young and needy. <laughs> and so for us, date night is our time to delight in one another. And the way we've dealt with it when we can't go out is we tell our kids, kids, you have to go to bed and you have to stay in bed because me and mommy have a date night tonight Yeah, (laughs) in our bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Um, Oh, speaking of serendipitous, serendipity, do you remember we went? To serendipity in New New York. York. There's this little, there's this little, I don't know. There's this little (laughs) restaurant. um, This is probably our fourth or fifth year of marriage. But there's a movie about it. um, Yeah, but I think the restaurant existed before then. 
Yeah, I think they made a movie Based called on Serendipity. I think it was about the restaurant. I could be wrong. Anyways, we went to that little place. It, it was, was a cute place. So cute. It was fun. It was we got fun. we got um, frozen hot chocolate. Yeah. Right. Yep. That was years ago. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we've been talking about a lot of good, fun memories about how we've spent our time delighting in one another. Um, so follow me on this. Um, I'm gonna list, not in full detail, but just um, some moments we've shared together that I feel like we really delighted in each other. But those moments came really. They were tightly knit with tightly knit hardship. with hardship. So yeah. okay, so unpacking for our honeymoon. So we get to our honeymoon spot and we're like super excited up in the hills in Julian, California. Um, but then not being able to consummate our marriage. So right. all this energy, excitement, hope, love, just mm, togetherness. We jumped in bed together. I think we might have even watched something on TV. I don't remember, but. But that night just being so brokenhearted and disappointed and frustrated over the fact that we experienced pain in that Mm -hmm. coming together and it didn't work. Okay, so that's one memory. Another one was sitting at the end of the dock in Malawi on that lake. There was like a gazebo thing Mm -hmm. over us. What was that lake called? It was Uh, Lake Malawi. Lake Malawi, yeah. It's the water the water was super clear and there was colorful fish swimming all underneath us. And I remember just sitting there, it was a warm day. And we talked a lot, but we also just sat quietly a lot. And we'd been out for a couple months, three three months now. Doing missionary work. And so we were tired and Super emotionally tired. drained and, you know. But it was still good just to yeah. be there. I remember that being such a, a pivotal point in our marriage for some of the things that we were talking about. And then shortly after that, I rolled, like hours later. I rolled our, our truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like flipped that it upside down. <laughs> crazy and life-changing and hard. Everyone lived. Okay, do you remember the time that we were visiting my aunt in um, Connecticut and we were in her backyard and oh, she yeah. had a hammock off in the distance and we we went and sat on it together because it was just a spring yeah. day and we wanted to have fun? And we were childless. It was just me and you and we sat in the it hammock. It was our first year of marriage yeah. and it broke. It, <laughs> we fell straight it to the broke. ground. That's not as dramatic or hard as, no. but it's just funny that we're experiencing this nice, delightful time together and then, okay, and one more. Okay, I remember we um, in our apartment. Few years married, no kids in our apartment, and we had this fireplace. And I love the ambiance yeah. of a fire. And this wasn't a gas fireplace. No, it was this like, like a you, real wood. You build a fire. Fireplace. Yeah. And we had been putting it off for a while, but it was a gloomy day, and I think I begged you, go get some wood. Let's make a fire. So you come back <laughs> and you set it all up, and it's so perfect. And we had a leather couch that we were my dad had given us, and so we kind of were spooning on it, we're like watching the fire, trying to relax. It's all dark and moody. <laughs> And then after a few minutes, we're like coughing. (laughs) The house is just filled with smoke. Filled with smoke because something with the chimney. The flue was either clogged or wasn't open. I didn't know how to do it. Or maybe it wasn't a fire fireplace anyway. I don't (laughs) don't know. know. Okay. So (laughs) all this to say, I think it's important to recognize, um, it's, it's important to recognize the value and significance of delighting in each other all throughout marriage. Um, because when trials and challenges and hardships, come and they're inevitable Mm. it does require a lot more energy and effort to delight in those moments which you're not even thinking about because you're thinking about the hardship um but when you when you're going through hardships like at least for me when i'm going through something hard i do reminisce about the times that we have shared together that we have delighted in each other and the times that i'm not i'm not remembering you remind me Mm -hmm. you bring it up and so 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 practicing delighting in the good times yeah makes it more possible to delight in the hard times. Yeah. Good advice. 
right? Yeah. I just thought it'd be fun to bring some of those other ones up because they were really good memories we had. So what about uh, delighting in our children? We're almost to the end here, and this is a this is a good one because as parents, like it should it should come naturally to just delight <laughs> in your children. But we they're children. I think it's a good I think it's a good thing for us to share about because for any of you who are parents, you know the role of and responsibility that you have in your child's life to um, to teach them, you know, character and um, just what's right, what's not right, and things get exhausting pretty quickly, but it's constant because they live with you and they're not grown up tomorrow. And they have a hundred thousand questions all at once. And I think amidst all of the, um, being on guard to, to, to teach them and to raise them up to be, um, you know, good, good men and women, godly men and women, uh, we need to remember to delight in our children Mm -hmm. to, jump down on the floor and get in their face and smile and enjoy them, enjoy them and, and, and experience happiness and appreciation for who they are, our children, not just what they do or don't do or what they understand or don't understand because it's not about performance. Right. It's about presence. It's about, I'm your mom. I'm your dad. Mm, you're You're ours. You're ours. Um, and we can't do that if our nose is stuck in our phone or if we're constantly working late hours or if we are too tired. Mm. Parenting requires sacrifice. So even though you're tired, you still need to find a way to delight in them, to um, sit close with them on your bed or cuddled up on the couch. All right. Staying up late, answering their questions. Yeah, enjoying their stories or their creativity or whatever it is that comes out of them. Yeah. Right. There's been a couple other times I know in my parenting that I just absolutely love um, the way that we've chosen to delight in our kids and be present with them. One of them, and I think it's something the kids will remember because we do it every year, but sitting on the back porch during a thunderstorm. And we're like scared, but we're not. And we're kind of amped up. On the, ca- on the couches on, out there, yeah. Yeah, in the back. And um, and the storm's just kind of going crazy. And it never lasts very the long. The wind in the trees. I love all that stuff. It's super fun. But and, we're the ki- all, and the kids go, ah, Yeah, ah. but we're bundled up and we're like holding yeah. each other close. And we're looking at each other in, in wonder and amazement. And we're just there. I just love it. Something that I've um, recently adopted some fr- from some friends of ours is dance parties. I'm not doing them as often, but like the other night it was, I just put on some on like Spotify kids dance music. There was no <laughs> words or anything. It just was like this pop music and we just started dancing <laughs> and Wyatt does this jiggle butt thing when he's dancing with his legs. It's so <laughs> funny the way he dances, but date Wyatt, Elliot, Truett, Olive, they were all dancing with me and I'll say this that about, was a lot of fun. I'll say this about Olive when, especially when it's just you and her, like when you'll randomly, you know, sway her around like a ballerina, she's delighting in you. Like oh, yeah. it's written all over her face. She She's loves in happy little Beller. She scripts my fingers really tightly <laughs> <laughs> when I'm spinning her. But um, that, that's a lot of fun. She's beautiful when she's dancing like that. Yeah. I mean, she's always beautiful, but. Another time that we uh, delight in our children is when we're baking together or making forts or just being sneaky and giggly and silly, mm-hmm. you know, at each other, with each other. Um, uh, uh, another one that's a good, it's a, it's a, all of these are things that we have to like learn and like, practice and, and desire. Um, but this one in particular is getting good at asking questions. Mm-hmm. 
asking them like, you know, how's your heart? What's going on? What are some th- ideas you have? What do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be that? That's interesting. Leaning in, like if yeah. you're at the kitchen table or something, just leaning in and meeting them eye to eye and like letting them share mm-hmm. their hearts with you. Yeah, it's so good. But uh, guys, just we wanted to ma- make this episode about just the idea of delight. Mm-hmm. delight, delighting in the Lord, delighting in your spouse, delighting in your children. Uh, find and it's it's an action. It's a verb. Finding the things to delight in, mm-hmm. drawing them out, pursuing them, uh, finding them, and delighting in them. Uh, and there's plenty if you just have your eyes open for it. It's um, good. I want to end on something. It was a it's a it's a fourth point, um, and it's a it's a bonus. surprise. <laughs> it's a bonus point. Yeah. Um, lastly, the Lord delights in you. Like we're talking about who we delight in, delighting mm-hmm. in God. and But God delights in us. Psalm 35, 27 says, Let those who delight in my righteousness, so this is talking about us delighting in him, shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant. Mm-hmm. Right? We're servants of God. We're, we're, we're servants of Christ. We, he delights in that. Proverbs 3, 12, For the Lord reproves him who he loves, as a father, the son in whom he delights. Mm. The Bible calls us children of God mm-hmm. if we're in Christ. We're heirs with Christ, right? And so he delights. He, if, he re, if he reproves us, that proves that we're his children and that he delights in us because that's what a good father does. Another one, Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Think about that. So this isn't the, quite the word delight, but holy and beloved. Clothe yourselves with hearts of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Something interesting about this verse is the fact that we clothe ourselves with those things because of who we are. We don't clothe ourselves with those things to become holy and beloved. Mm -hmm. So it says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves. Like we are holy and beloved. He loves us. We're beloved by Mm -hmm. the Father and holy because of Jesus. Yeah. So good. Um, one of the verses that I wanted to share was Psalm 149, 4. It says, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Right. So again, not that specific word of delight, but pleasure. Yeah, which is Lord one of the synonyms yeah, his, yeah. to take pleasure in. Mm-hmm. He delights in us. And the only way that can be possible is because two things. We're made in his image, right? Because he can delight in himself. He's He is the creator. And also because of Christ, mm-hmm. his son whom, with whom he delights, right? So we're in Christ, therefore he delights in us. We're made heirs, we're, we're holy and beloved, we are a holy nation, a priesthood. We're his children that he delights in. And so I just wanted to encourage you with that, that God delights in you, especially when we're humbled and, and we're walking in Christ and we have received his son. He delights in us. So our challenge for you this week is to uh, delight in your spouse, delight in the Lord, delight in your children, Uh, find those moments where you can get face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and let them know, those people that you love, that you just love them. There's no agenda. Mm -hmm. It's not because of performance. It's just because of who they are and who created them. Um, And I hope that, we hope that this uh, episode inspired you in those ways. Amen. So at the end of every episode this season, um, 
Aaron let me get away with. No, uh, I had this idea just to encourage everyone to think about things that they're grateful for. And we thought by sharing different things each week that we're grateful for, we'll kind of, we'll kick off the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'll go first this time or second. You got, you, I think you went first last time. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go first. Uh, I'm grateful for our friends in our community, the, the, the husbands and wives, the men and women that we fellowship with. God has really blessed us and just we love them. They love us. Uh, they are real with us. We know them. They walk with us. They cry with us. They laugh with us. Um, just, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed. We're incredibly blessed by the people that we walk with. That's awesome. And I could just say ditto. <laughs> no, you, you, have, right. a new, you um, have a better one. <laughs> okay. I'm grateful for uh, the time that you give me. I feel like our whole marriage, you've been so attentive to um, my needs in this way. So early in our marriage, it was doing art projects and just getting time away to be creative. Um, then when we moved, when we got married and moved, it was time with family. So getting plane tickets back to California or finding mm -hmm. a way to meet up with them somewhere, you know, um, or them coming to us and just giving us that space to be, um, to have family time. Um, then there was a season of, of writing. Like so last 10, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> writing books or, or working on unveiled wife stuff. Um, now it's like a weekly thing where every Friday you give me time to work or make appointments or whatever I need to do on Meet that with day. Women, yeah. Meet with friends. Yeah. So, um, I really appreciate that, Aaron. And I think it's, um, a really beautiful thing that you've given me over our marriage. Thank you. I love Thank you. you. <laughs> I love you. So we want to encourage you out there listening to, uh, say what you're grateful for to, Share it with someone. Share it with your spouse as you delight in them. <laughs> Share it with the Lord. Um, and let's just be grateful this year. So as usual, we're going to end in prayer, and I hope you all join me. Dear Lord, we praise you and we thank you. For you are good and your love endures forever. Thank you for our marriages. We pray we would delight in you and delight in each other every day. We pray we would find creative ways to express our love and creative ways to spend our time together. We, we give you our anxious thoughts, our worries, our stresses, and ask that you would fill us with your peace. Lead us beside still waters. Lord, help us to be content. We pray we would delight in you more, individually and as a couple. We pray our souls would be satisfied just to sit in your presence and worship you. Please continue to strengthen our marriages. Give us eyes to see one, another, one another's needs and how to help meet those needs. Draw our hearts close together and closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you all. Um, if you have time, please leave a review, a star rating. Uh, and also, um, you guys are our share warriors. Would you share this episode in a Facebook post, in a Twitter post, in an Instagram post, in an email, a text message, uh, what, however you're going to do that. Would you just please share this episode? Uh, we love you all, and we'll see you next week. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. 
Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.